Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Joygasm, video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, Xbox Live, Toaster 360. He is Steve, Xbox Live, Steve Bitch. And we all feel terrible for Ethan Winter's hands in episode 224 today. Man. <laughs> May 13th, 2021. You know, we're going to just hop right into it. We've got a lot of stuff to say about what our topic of the day is, which if you hadn't noticed, is our first impressions of Resident Evil Village. So no need to even look at any timestamps whatsoever because we're going to get started right now. Russ, yes, Steve. You played Resident Evil 7, didn't you? I did not. I bought, what? I bought Resident oh, Evil 7. Gosh. But I did not play it. I thought I was all prepared to ask you like okay <laughs> i was all us- prepared to rely on you <laughs> to bail me out because i have not played it so the game gives you a synopsis of what happened in resident evil 7 kind of it gives you like a minute yeah like okay this happened we were caught in the house bad things happened we got traumatized sure and then we uh you know here we are mm-hmm but they they leave a lot out. Of course, they don't want to like ruin the entire game. But I thought you had played it because I remember you were describing part of it to me. And I, I mean, I played the demo, but that's not really anything. You did. You played the demo. Yeah, Russ. Oh, I didn't. Th- I didn't think you I played. played- it. You did not play Resident yes, Evil Seven demo here. I did. What happened? You, you're. It's like Blair Witch Project. You wake up, you're like, where am I? And you're kind of like wandering around a dark room. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. So that is so weird, though, that you never ended up playing that game. Oh, man. It's like the one Resident Evil title that you didn't play. Because you got freaked well, out. Well, I know. You were scared. There was a couple of them that I didn't play. But <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't really into that one. But I was hoping that you that my memory served me right. What? I mean, you got half a brain. I got the other half a brain. Hopefully, I, we put it together when we get a full I don't one. even have half a brain, Steve. Just, you might as well call me the Scarecrow. <laughs> or the Tin Man. Well, the Tin Man actually had a brain. He needed a heart, which was kind of... No, that was the Lion. The No, tin the Lion. No. Okay, now I'm right. Because the Lion needed courage. The Tin Man needed a heart. And the Scarecrow needed a brain. Which at the end of the film, Is that how it went? yes. Hmm. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you need to watch some Wizard of Oz, man. <laughs> like, have you seen this movie? <laughs> um, okay, well, um, that, that was the ironic thing because he was a lion and he had no courage. Like, right. he, he was a scaredy cat, basically. Gotcha. I remember if you remember, recall when he would sing, he'd have that like crazy vibrato. He's like, I can't remember exactly what the <laughs> lyrics were. Well, he kind of did that. But he's like, <laughs> I, I'm a man. I can't even do it. It's like, it's like he had that really like <laughs> shaky. Yeah. You see, once you have I kids, forgot. you're going to totally go back and watch that. It's been a minute. That is, you, you know, you, you, you have a lot of minutes. Not, not Well, not right currently. I don't. I mean, it's been quite a few minutes for you. Yeah, a lot of minutes have passed. <laughs> so anyhow, I, well, what I was trying to say is that I was hoping you'd give us a better synopsis of what happened. Because it seems like like the the couple that we have in Resident Evil 8 is like, they're not good. I mean, they, they, they if I remember correctly, something happened with her and she tried to kill the dude. Ethan. Well, I don't think she was in her right frame well, of I, mind. Well, she wasn't right in her... Yeah, well, you sure? Um, I don't mean... <laughs> she was having a bad day. Oh, boy. Um, he forgot to take out the trash one too many times. And anyhow, so we have this couple mm-hmm. in the beginning of the game. And um, they're definitely not right. And so they figured, hey, why don't we have a kid? You know, let's make some crazy decisions. You know? There you go. So um, anyhow... I started to play the game after, like, after you did. You're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of scary. I'm like, well, yeah, it's Resident Evil. No, it's all like puppy dogs and candy canes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, 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 what I meant by that is like the first person perspective really 
kind of makes things a bit more intense than the third person, in my opinion. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the third person games too, it has its own moments of, you know, being scared or getting uh, startled or freaking out or whatever. Continue. So um, you notice it right away. There's extra little noises and stuff. But what really kind of got me was uh, when you're you're speaking to your wife and she is exhausted and she turns to speak to you and like the, either she looks directly in your face or in your eye like uh, as a viewer. And I forgot exactly what she says, but like <laughs> she goes, I said, don't do that. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like she just glares at you. Sure. I'm like, good. Calm down. Jeez. I don't have a nice night here with a baby before everyone gets shot. Yeah. In a way, I wish I have played um, Resident Evil 7 already because this clearly continues where that story leaves off. Yeah. But I don't think it's absolutely mandatory. Like, I think that no, you can still no. enjoy this game yeah. without playing Resident Evil 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I thought was interesting about that situation was even though I had not played Resident Evil 7, there was definitely something off about your wife. I mean, oh, Ethan's sure. wife, you're just like, man, you're like awfully bristly or something. And what I thought was crazy was when <laughs> the, the, the first moment work or something. <laughs> well, like, you know, you put the baby down, you're like, Oh, look at the little baby, you know, whatever. And then you're about to have dinner and then, um, she gets shot for the first time. Now, what I first. thought was interesting was aside from her getting shot, I was more taken with the lack of reaction from her. I mean, it was like, a bullet just went into her and she kind of looked kind of more perturbed than like, Oh my gosh, I've just been shot. Like yeah. what is the deal? Again, this may have something to do with resident evil seven that we just don't know about. And that's fine. Eight. Russ, resident evil eight. Well, no, I think it was resident evil seven. That you got shot. No, 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 no. I was saying the resident evil seven game that we haven't played yet. There's probably a detail from that game that explains perhaps uh, why she's pretty unfazed by getting shot in this game. That's a, again, that's just a guess on on my part. Sure. Um, but what did you think of that? Did you did you pick up on that too? Like she gets shot and she yeah. kind of goes, "What?" Well, I kind of thought she was just in shock because I um, mean, she gets yeah, she takes a bullet and she goes like, you know, oh my goodness. I mean, it kind of came through the window. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sort of thing. And um, and then, of course, she uh, just gets riddled. And even after that, she's still alive. I mean, Chris comes in, and that's Chris Redfield. And um, a very bearded Chris Redfield. Very grisly looking Chris Redfield. Who, again, maybe he's also in Resident Evil 7. We just have no idea. I'm sure he is. Maybe he comes in toward the second half of the game. We'll have to find out. But... Yeah. I mean, he ends up point blank capping his wife in front of him a Execution. few more times and she, so, and she was still alive. So it's like, okay, clearly we don't have complete reference as to like whether or not his wife has, I don't know, some kind of superhuman powers or what the deal is. But clearly <laughs> that's a tough cookie right there. Moral of the story, know the person you have kids with. Well, there you go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's the moral of the entire thing. So the, then the game continues on with, with its exposition, and right. it has kind of an x files kind of setup, right? We're like, sure. Chris is there. He obviously knows who Ethan is. They're there to extract the baby and take out his wife. He's in shock. He doesn't know what's going on. And then they knock him out. And they knock him out, and they, and they bring him on some sort of armored vehicle for, I don't know, processing or something like that. And somehow he winds up in, like, Transylvania or whatever. Well, if you recall, so it, they, they were um, mentioning that they were in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So it does kind of set up the whole like, okay, we're in Europe. Therefore, we're going to see castles and so on and so forth. It's interesting how once though, like, like you get up and you're, it's, you know, it's the dead of night, you're in the snow, everything else. Um, what did you think of the village once you arrived? Uh, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Um, it's a completely different locale than the other Resident Evil. I mean, I kind of knew what to expect. I mean, we all saw the demo that, that was played with, uh, the, the virtual E3s and whatever. So, I mean, you kind of know what to, I kind of know what to expect. Sure. Um, I thought there would be like more people, I guess. I didn't think the, the village would have been so destroyed. Um, I mean, there's only a couple people in it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't last very long, Rob. Uh, <laughs> so you're kind of like, hey, oh, you're like, nice to meet you. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, the, I think the village looks cool. I mean, it definitely has that style, um, with kind of like the, the Gothic kind of almost mm. Renaissance in a way it's all rustic. It's kind of, it's worn. Um, well, I don't even know if it's Renaissance. It's, it looks kind of, uh, colonial or colonial, maybe, maybe even colonial. Yeah. Maybe that's a little bit better. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Russ. Oh, yeah. well, colonial. You. That describes mm. it a bit better. Mm-hmm. I mean, Renaissance and the fact that, you know, with the gates and the, sure castle and stuff like that. Yeah, medieval. Maybe, well, maybe. Anyway. Actually, yeah, it kind of depends on, I mean, there are castles that were built, uh, you know, in the, in the 20s and 30s and stuff. Sure. So, you, you, hey, you never know. It's yeah. sometime way back yonder. Uh, so anyway, um, but then we have the lichens. Yes. What do you think of the lichens? You like them? I do. So... I mean, Resident Evil, in, in the traditional sense, everyone knows this who has played a Resident Evil game. They typically have zombies, which, I mean, again, mm. who doesn't love <sighs> to take oh, on like some me. sort of Resident Evil zombie? But I do think that this was a much-needed shot in the arm for the franchise. I'm so glad right. that they actually have gone out. And we'll talk more about the different creatures later on. Oh, will like, um, And it really depends on how far you are in the game. I don't want to spoil anything for you, Steve. Russ, I figured you would, whatever. <laughs> but to answer your question, though, the lichens were, um, I thought, really fun to be able to uh, try and avoid and attack and defend myself against, that sort of thing. Um, I think that the the look of them looks <laughs> really fierce and deadly and whatnot. It definitely uh, a, a much different encounter than your typical zombie encounter. You know, right. we're, we're like, you know, the zombie thing, they kind of slowly shuffle their way and corner you and surround you, and then you're trying to get around them within tight spaces. This is a bit different in the sense where you do have tight spaces here and there, but but you're actually kind of open. You're in like these open areas, and I found myself trying to get to more tight spaces, which is really funny because they're much more agile. They are, but it, it leaves a little bit of something to be desired because... You're, you are not that agile. And right. you would think that, I, I, if I listened to him correctly, uh, Ethan correctly, I, I think he had some military background. Um, and so all you can do is run different directions, but you can't dodge. And for example, the, the lichens can take like a, a, a mini lunge. Sure. To side to side. And I figured, you know, okay, we'll level the playing field a little bit. Like, you're much stronger than I am. But, I mean, can I do that too? I mean, that would have helped me a lot. There is something that I stumbled upon as I was playing the game. And I think it has to do with either the left trigger or left bumper button. But, like, there is some kind of, like, push. Well, it's a block. Okay, there's a block. But I think there's also some kind of push. Because, like, I had lichens come at me. and And if I did something correctly, they couldn't bite me even though they were on me and I was able to like use my foot and like kick them back. Well, I noticed that, yeah, well, I noticed that's an automatic like trigger mechanism where if if you block them correctly and they're on top of you or they're trying to bite you, then he just automatically kicks them. Like you don't take damage in those instances. Some, Yeah, correct. But I mean, you can't just like, kick them like you're trying to kick a door down or something no 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 there's not like a kick button it's just like if you happen to yeah like i I think it's kind of a timing thing where like whatever button you're supposed to press you press it at the right time and then sometimes he'll either shove the enemy back or he'll kick them in such a way where you don't take damage i actually found that very exhilarating because oftentimes when i would watch you play a resident evil game if they got their hands on you, then it was just a foregone conclusion that they were going to bite you, you know, or scratch you or whatever. Yeah. Like you would, you would take damage of <laughs> heaven forbid. I just go, Oh, yeah. knocked you away. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go any farther though, I did want to comment on the intro of the game, which I liked a lot. It was that Tim Burton esque storytelling. It was based off of the, uh, Ethan's wife as, as she was reading this story to the baby, which by the way was like super creepy. It's like, what the heck? But, um, that aside, the visuals of that whole thing, I thought were sublime. What'd you think? I thought you would like that. I, I was kind of, I, I, I liked it 
because I knew you would like it, if that makes any <laughs> sense. But I mean, I if if you didn't care for it, I'll be like, yeah, yeah I can kind of pass though over this. But it was it's something different for the Resident Evil series. It's very different. Yeah, uh, which is absolutely fine. More of a storytelling approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wish that I didn't see it in the trailer first because mm. they did show parts of it. And they so did, yeah. Once, once this happened again, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, here we go, Resident Evil 8, let's see the beginning. And then it's just, it's just here's what we showed you before. Yep, pretty cool, huh? Are you surprised? No, not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stoked I can play the game right now. What was nice, though, was like the, the part that they showed in the trailer, first of all, was more like 24 frames per second because it was more of like that film trailer, the game trailer, sure. as opposed to the game itself, which what I think is clocked in at 60 frames per second, if I'm not mistaken. On the right system it is. <laughs> uh, I suppose we should let folks know, I've been playing Resident Evil Village on the Xbox Series X. I've been playing on the Xbox Series nothing. <laughs> the Xbox <laughs> One. <laughs> Not the Xbox One X or the Xbox One S. Ah. Steve's going with the OG 2013 release of the Xbox One. It's still cooking. And so am I. Are you telling me that it is not clocked in at 60 frames per second for you? Definitely doesn't seem that way, Russ. More like 30 frames? Uh, probably, uh, I would say about 24. 24, yeah. No, nah, probably no more than 24. Okay. And I will also say that uh, sometimes textures don't load in. Like if I look Gosh, down. You've got to upgrade <laughs> your system. I look at the snow sometimes and the snow goes, oh yeah, right. Here's a rock. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cool. There's a rock now right in front of me. Yeah. We are officially <laughs> in this era where like they're clearly pushing right. much more tech and you've just got to get your, your hardware upgraded. Yeah. Going back to the lichens though. Yeah. So we, we do run across certain locals here and there. Um, they clearly don't last very long, but it is nice to be able to kind of run into them here and there and, and, and get kind of a feeling of the place. Sure. Which I've heard online, like some people are making comparisons to this game and Resident Evil 4. And is Resident Evil 4 one of your favorite Resident Evil that games? That was definitely better, yeah. So Resident Evil 4, what happens is uh, you are in a village. There's a virus. They're almost like cannibals in a way. I, I forgot what exactly. Where was. does it take place? Kind of like a similar kind of area. I mean, you get to another castle. Um, it's like Romania. It, I mean, I might not even be Romania, but I mean, you're kind of like, it, that's what you think of. Yeah. Um, you're Leon. You're not Chris or Jill. Okay. Leon is also from Resident Evil 2. Right. Yep. Uh, I know me some Leon. Yeah. So you're Leon, and now it's not like a third-person uh, view where you're kind of walking around, but the camera's like right over your shoulder. I remember that. Right. And so then also, too, what happens in that game is that you're able to um, also like, like you can't kick some of the zombies or... I don't know, cannibals or whatever they are, you can't kick them away. Yeah. Uh, if you do it at the right time. So that one was, to, and, and the graphics took a big step up. Like it was, it was cool. It was different. It was cool. Um, but anyway, continue. Well, anyway, um, I was curious about, first of all, what was your survivability when it came to that initial sequence of making your way through the village? Like, did, were you able to make it in one whole fell swoop or did you die a couple of times? Like, what, what was your trajectory? So, yeah, I died a couple of times. One, one time at least was because I wanted to start over. Oh, um, really? You're just like, take me. Yeah, no. Well, what happened is, so you get to like the, what are the, the, those cornfields or whatever they are, where right before you get to the, the girl and her father, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. Like, right. Like those big weeds or, or something. weeds or something like that, whatever they were. And so there's like six lichens in there. There's three, Steve. There, there was more than three coming after me. I shot more than three. <laughs> but anyhow, so what happened for me was, okay, I, I, I wanted to lure them out. And then I thought I killed them all. And, um, and so then I, I wanted to go back because I thought I missed something. Like I missed searching a room or, or whatever. And so I went back the way I can, retraced my steps. And then, okay, I, I found whatever I was looking for. And I thought, okay, now I got to go back over there. And we're going to go through a gate and we're going to go do whatever. So I started heading back through and then all the lichens are like respawned. I'm like, 
I've just shot all of you, wasted all that ammo. Mm. And so I'm not going to do this all over again. So yeah, I'm like, okay, just just, just kill me. <laughs> just kill me. Um, so anyhow, I started it over, ran through, did everything I had to do, saved all the ammo, and I was I was good to go. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, yeah, there was, there was one time, I think where I died first was, uh, you know, you get out, you, you introduce to him, like, hey, you know. My fingers are now gone. I'm permanently maimed oh, it, in the game. That was... Okay, so, so let's talk about that for a moment. I was not expecting Ethan to sustain that level of an injury Dude. so early on in the game. Like, that, he, I, it looked like it hurt so bad. Well, yeah. And like, like, he had his hand in the lichen's mouth, and, I mean, the lichen just straight up chomped off, like... Two of his digits. I mean, he you, you walk around the game like this. <laughs> Terrible. And he reminds you about it. Dude, actually, Ethan gets hurt a lot. Yeah, we'll talk about in that game. in a minute. Jeez. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was very surprised at the level of injury that was going on right out the gate. Like, yeah. I, I was thinking it would happen later, later on, on or whatever. Yeah. But they're very much intentional with making sure that the poor guy is... My goodness, feeling so much pain. But anyway, so I died right after that part because I like there's there's lichens that are outside and like they're on the roof. And I'm going, okay, they're not coming down. They're just kind of standing up there. That was kind of eerie, wasn't it? Yeah. And so I started, I continued and I got a couple extra rounds. And then they all start jumping down towards me. And I'm like, just start shooting everywhere, spraying and praying. And then I, I died. I made it all the way to the point where that huge bearded dude comes out of nowhere and just starts swinging. He even swings at the lichens. Like yeah. I, I was like, at that point, I wasn't even trying to fight. I was in flight mode. I'm like, dude, I'm I know I'm just gonna run. And so I was uh, I was taking evasive action. And uh, what was interesting was he was swinging around that hammer wildly, and I saw him. He was taken out. Some like a couple of the lichens, and I don't think it was like him trying to defend me by any stretch. I think it was just literally he didn't care. He just wanted to swing and try and hit me or whatever. So that was interesting. But he I, yelled at you at the same time, like when you're introduced to him. Like you're lying there, like in the creek bed, and he jumps down. And he's like, Rah! well, yeah, like he, right in your face. Yeah, what do you want from me? Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like a hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. you need some help? Hi, <laughs> welcome to the area. <laughs> It's a little hairy around here, isn't it? You want a hammer? There you go. Uh, so I ended up dying at that point. Like um, he nailed me with that hammer and there was just, yeah, I was out for the count. What was weird though is I don't know how I survived it the second time. Because the second time I was like, okay, well, I'm going to continue dodging and seeing what I can do. And like all the, the different um, paths were closed. Like you had trees down in one part and then you had a gate that was locked and some other little nooks and crannies you could go to. But really, I mean, you, you're kind of in a dead end. And so I didn't know if like, maybe it was just a timer based scenario where you just had to survive for a certain amount of time. And then they let you go on to the next part. What do you think? I think you just had to get to where you needed to get to because yeah, the lichens were everywhere. And I was like running this, like my arms flailing, uh, like a little girl. And, and I guess got to a certain point, and I think I don't know, they tripped me or they stabbed me or did something that didn't Well, you get feel shot in good. the leg by an arrow. That's right. You do. <laughs> One of the many Man. other things that poor God Ethan has to deal with. And so then you get knocked down, and then you look up, and then the guy is like on a roof, and he jumps down. and, and um, But he kind of like roars communication to the lichens to... <laughs> go that way or something. And so then they all take off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, dude. <laughs> so did you end up exploring the entire village or did you kind of beeline it to the castle? So I explored as much as I could, but there were places, there were things that I missed uh, yeah. because some of the rooms are still red and I don't know how I missed that. Maybe I have a feeling you'll have other opportunities to revisit the village. I'm thinking you do because why would they say, Oh, you can lock pick this. And then I don't have a lockpick. The weird thing too is I hope, well, okay. 
What I find weird is that every single person that you come across, like we've already talked about it, uh, like, they end up getting killed gruesomely. Terribly. And so it's not like there nice are, there too. are any people that are still that you know of yeah. alive in the village when you go into the castle. Like I was thinking it would be kind of cool to have like, some survivors were like, Oh, we're rooting for you. You know, hope you make it out. You know, it's like literally as you're walking in at this point in time, I mean, cause we, neither one of us have beaten the game. We're still making our way through it. <laughs> the village is just dead. And, and I, I think one of the things I want to add real quick is it's interesting to me that there are vampires in the castle because they're kind of being sloppy with their food supply. If you think about it, like, like you kind of <laughs> need a live human beings in order to like drink. <laughs> like now what do we do? Well, there's plenty of crows. Maybe we can feed on them. Yeah, exactly. No. So, um, yeah, golly. No. So you got the old lady though. Yeah, and somehow they leave her alone. Yeah, I guess we'll find that out later. Maybe they find her just as creepy as Ethan does. They're like, they're going to eat that. Yeah, Lycan's <laughs> like, <laughs> I got a few more people hiding over here. I'm going to go over there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So we make our way into the castle. I, I suppose before we go any further, can you describe for me where you are at currently? Because I don't want to necessarily give anything away yes kind of diminish your enjoyment where i am is okay what what has happened so the girl and her father pretty much no more and then i meet the dude with the the other guy with the who chains you up like he throws a lot of metal at you kind of like this metal cast yeah he's kind of like a a weird demented version of van helsing but yeah. but he's clearly the lead, the leader of the lichens, something. Yeah, uh, or he, well, he he I, like does that magneto thing on you. Where yeah, like, you're, like, oh. you're like, what is happening? Like yeah. all these like weird gears and clockwork stuff, right? And, uh, metal rods and whatnot get all get attached to you. So basically, so I'm past that part, and you kind of get introduced to everybody. Um, it well, I think he's the brother of the tall chick, the tall yes. vampire chick. Yeah, I think you're right. So then you escape. Which I didn't really understand why they let me escape. They're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna." I guess well, don't take it to- play by play because we're gonna go through uh-huh. that in detail. I just want to know how far are you? I don't know what the plan is. Uh, <laughs> let's see, where am I? Um, okay, exactly where I am is after the sisters like chain me up and I okay. rip through the chain. That, that's where you are, basically. Yes, that's like the the, the latest significant incident. Well, okay, so if I were to say anything that goes beyond that, are you going to be miffed? Nah, I won't be. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I'm not going to slap you for it. Okay, I'll, I'll be mindful. I'll be Thank mindful, you. Steve. So, okay, so let's let's back up to what you were talking about, um, which is you get into the castle and you're introduced to kind of the the evil posse, right? Like, kind of like... The, I was actually kind of surprised that there were a number of other characters beyond um, the, the, the 10 foot lady vampire. What, what's her name? I always forget how to pronounce her name. I have it written down. It's a lady Dimitrisu. Dimitrisu. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Sure. But anyway, due to like what we had been seeing, I was thinking, Oh, okay. She's got to be like the main boss. Um, but when we, first get introduced, it's like, oh, wow. Like, there are a number, you have Mother Miranda, um, who's clearly calling the shots. You have uh, Lady Demetrius too. <laughs> struggle with that name. You have the lady's daughters. You have the Van Helsing dude. I don't know what his name is. Then you have kind of like that weird uh, bride doll that, like, is enchanted and is like alive somehow. And is like all excited when you wake back up and then you have some weird Igor looking blobby dude. Yeah. Um, so th- there is actually a number of folks who even where I am in the game um, and just generally speaking, I've been able to kill two of her daughters oh. and yeah, I figured she, you, yeah. she is hunting me because she's pissed. <laughs> she <is> pissed. <laughs> so having said that though, I have not run into the other folks at all. So it's like, wow, like, okay, there, there's still quite a bit to go in this game. But 
I did think it was fun to be able to get kind of that sneak peek as to like who the big shots are in this castle. And then I really liked how when the brother kind of won the, the whole like, Oh, who, who does Ethan get? Uh, or who, who gets Ethan? Um, he immediately does this really messed up game where he, he has his lichens get ready and you can tell he has complete authority with them because they were surrounding you, but they weren't attacking yet. And they send you on this run, which I thought was really fun. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought I missed something at first because, I mean, I knew I was going to escape because, I mean, I, that's not going to be the end of the game. Sure. So. Um, it's pretty intense, though. You're like, oh, okay, here yeah, we go. like, okay, the chase is on. It kind of reminded me of, um, have you seen Apocalypto? There's a, Mel Gibson made Apocalypto. I don't think so. I don't think I've seen it. Um, and there's this scene. It's about the Mayans, basically. And there's this. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, there's this. Yeah. In, there's a sequence where um, some of these people don't get sacrificed at the temple, and so they're basically used as sport for the Mayans to like throw spears at and see if they can like hit them as they're running away. Yeah. And like the the main character gets away. He gets hurt, but he gets away. Um, and then the chase is on and they're going through the forest and they're and they're you know avoiding booby traps sure. and whatnot. And that's what it felt like to me because I'm falling through holes and I'm squeezing through like crevices and then there's spiky chainy things torture devices. Me. I'm like, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so that is a part where okay, did you, did you survive the whole uh cylindrical spike ball thing? Yes. I died so many times. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm sitting there like, what is the, pro like, I, I mean, I did everything I could. I'm like, what is the deal? And finally I realized there was like this little cubby hole on yeah. the back left corner. I'm yep. like, Oh, is this where I stand? And so I do that. And then all of a sudden I was able to survive, but dude, I died. I died like, I don't know. 80 times. I was going to say between eight and 10 times. I was just like, what am I doing wrong? Like there's got to be something that I'm just overlooking. And it was, it was literally trial and error. Like I, I was over here for a minute. I'm like, is this going to work? Nope. Okay. How about over here? You know, that didn't work either. So I did that the first time I didn't die. I'm like, where do I go? I'm like, well, I can't go over there. I can't go over there. I can't go. I know it's kind of, but there's a nook. I'm going to see if I can crawl in there or whatever. And I just stood there like, okay, well, I don't know where else to go. So what happens? And I think I did hit block. And so he was like this. Mm. And then he just put his hands down and had the, the, the thing cut off the his blades cuffs. cut off yeah. the cuffs. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, good uh, reaction, Steve. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome, Steve. Uh, hey, <laughs> I totally tip my hat to you. You, you are the resident resident evil expert oh, here. Oh, thanks. Ron. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I think, I feel like you have a bit of a sixth sense when it comes to the game design of resident evil. I'm still very much a newbie. I think what's hilarious is that I've bought quite a few resident evil titles and I have yet to beat any of them. Good job. I need to You beat the second one. Oh, actually, no, I no. didn't. That was me who beat it for you. No, yeah. you, you played as Chris. No, not Chris. Claire. Leon. No, I'm playing as Claire on my game. You beat the game on my system as Leon, but you played the game on your system as Claire and beat it there. So you've actually played it. Right. Beat it twice. I, that is it. Yeah. I have no excuse. I just suck. I'm going to have to keep going with didn't that. Didn't you? No, you didn't beat Resident Evil 3 yet, did you? No, that's another one. I bought the game. I haven't even started. I, I beat the that's demo great, and that was it. Oh, cool. Good so, job. So yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that's yeah, great, I need to play and oh, I, need, I need to beat Resident Evil 2. I have played that one. I'm kind of uh, pretty far in that one. Have not played Resident Evil 3 at all, but I want to play it. Mm. Haven't played it. Yeah. I also bought Resident Evil 7, which you don't even own. Haven't played that one. Good job. I feel like it's, it's appropriate for me to say at this point in time, though, I really like... Do Resident you? Evil Village in terms of the setting because it it's definitely much more of that traditional supernatural monsters, creatures kind right. of setup where like, yes, you have the undead. Yes, you have lichens. Yes, you have vampires. Vampire! And you have like a lot of these other kind of like bump in the night kind of creatures and stuff <laughs> like that. So I think it's it's awesome. I love the the castle itself as well as the village. I mean, I, I really do like the setting that this game has. And I, as a result, I feel I find myself really looking forward to playing more and more of the game. So there there is that um, something to be said for that. You know, I think Resident Evil 7 is available on Game Pass. 
Are you serious? Three. I believe it is. I might be wrong, but I believe I didn't see it. Hey, I'm just happy that I was able to, to be supportive of Capcom. That's all. Yeah, you know, good job, Capcom. They're, they're doing great. That Capcom has a art style for people's faces, and especially like the mouths, I feel. Mouths and teeth. Well, like the new Devil May Cry 5. Was, yeah, was. Devil May Cry. All the, the characters in that look great. Yeah, Capcom's... Uh, yeah, they've always been one of our favorite companies. And I thought when I played the Resident Evil 7 demo... The person, one of the guys at the house looks similar, at least the way I remember it, to the guy with uh, the hammer, like the Magneto dude, the brother. Well, there's like an older guy who's kind of like the dad, I guess, the, the the father figure within this like chainsaw massacre right. uh, family. And uh, so I, I, think, I think that may be who you're thinking of. Because there was a sequence towards the beginning where... Uh, you're in like the cellar or something and you see there's a body on a table and and you turn around and he's standing in the doorway and he goes <laughs> and like closes the door. I'm like, yeah. that guy's face. I'll never forget it. That was creepy. And then I see this guy and I, anyway, they might be totally different, but I remember in, in my, my mind, they look similar. I have got to say that I really enjoy the variety of enemies it's been a lot of fun so far. Again, I don't even know. I'm probably not even halfway done with the game. I'm, I'm probably like a quarter of the way maybe. But what I have encountered so far, man, it is so fun to be able to see just, just the different types of creatures you, have, you come across. And when I think of like some of the Resident Evil games that you've played, like they have a variety of zombies, right? Like, like they have different ones, like whether they're in police uniform or they have different kind of body types of citizens that you come across, or maybe like even, I know like in resident evil two, they had those plant esque looking zombie creature things. They have the, the zombie dogs. They do. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there is kind of a reoccurring theme when it comes to the zombies, as opposed to this game where, wow, like, okay, now we're, we're starting to explore more of a, a, full spectrum of right. what's what's possible, which is great. Let's talk okay. for a moment. I know we, we've alluded to it here and there. We've mentioned it, but let, let's just talk about Ethan Winter's hands. Yeah. This is Poor the part guy. of Ethan's body that you see the most in the game. Every once in a while, like during a cinematic or something, like an in-game cinematic, you'll see other parts of his body, like his feet or his legs or like maybe a brief shot of like his torso or something, but the poor man's hands. Terrible. My goodness. It's like, so we, t you know, when we're talking about the beginning of the game, he's trying to get underneath the barbed wire fence. He cuts his hand on the barbed wire fence. Remember Gosh, that? I do. And I remember like even that little bit, I'm like, oh it's man, like, that probably hurt. Ooh. He then gets bitten by the lichen, which we talked about, which I'm like, oh my goodness, he just lost like two, two fingers. fingers and like, it looked like he lost like like this meaty part, part like, of yeah, his hand. Just like a big chomp. Um, and then you're at, the, at this part where later on you kind of get caught by the, the daughters and they have these scythes that they, they kind of like, they just kind of stab into your legs and then drag yep. you over to their mom, who's in a different part of the castle, which, I mean, my goodness, that, was, that would hurt so bad. Yeah, it would. But that was a far cry, Steve, to what happens next, which is they use the meat hooks, and they literally pierce Ethan's hands, the palm of his hands, and then, like... Chain him up. They, they, they raise him up. They, they dangle him in the air from by his hand wounds. And if that wasn't bad enough, after they leave... It's like he like pulls down. So it's like the meat hook is like somehow like going like right through there. I'm like, that would hurt. So like I would probably pass out. I don't think I could do that. Well, I guess that's why whenever you, you use like a medical jar. Uh, um, it's called a chem fluid, Steve. Ointment, chemical fluid. How, why he's always putting it on his hands. I mean, those hands got to last him the entire game. So I, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but there is something else that occurs later on from where you are right now. And you're just like, what on earth? And again, it has to do with the hands. I don't doubt it. And apparently the Kim fluid miraculously uh, fixes that as well. And I'm looking at that thinking, that's a physical impossibility. Well, 
But I'm, uh, you know, I'm just going to roll with it. It's whatever. Maybe. This is this is some some great stuff. This kind of stuff could cure COVID. It's so good. Maybe that's the one thing that makes this village stand out. I don't know. It's it. I mean, okay. I did find out. What did you find out, Russ? That the Kim Fluent thing was also very prominent in Resident Evil Seven. In fact, <sighs> I found that out from Angry Joe. I was watching one of the episodes that he had where he was discussing the Resident Evil 7 game, and he was actually um, doing a parody of some of the stuff that happens throughout the game. Because in that game, too, like, I mean, you are physically just getting injured and mauled and maimed and everything else. But, oh, you got some kidney fluid? It's like, oh, I, I I feel fine now. Thank you. You know, you're just like, wait a minute. You were, like, totally dismembered a minute ago. So anyway, I think that was kind of a uh, continuation from Resident Evil 7 over into this game. It's like, okay, why not? Let's just roll with it. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, first aid spray or eating some plant herb sludge. Okay, I was just bitten by a zombie. I'm going to grind this up. Yeah, red herb, green herb. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. That huge <laughs> chunk of my neck that the zombies bit off. Yeah. Grows back. It's fine. Good. Good Jug- as new. Jugular. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what did you think of the merchant in this game? This is this is actually a much different approach to how you come across ammunition, yeah. and upgrades, and that sort of thing. I believe there was a merchant also in Resident Evil 4. Um, I might be mistaken, but I... I think there was another merchant. I mean, I, he's cool. He, you know, he pops up. Uh, it's just a way to get, you know, upgrades and, and whatnot. I think it's kind of odd that he just kind of winds up in the castle. Like, yeah. hey, anything there, buddy? And you're like, what are you, there's monsters in here. Yeah, I think everybody has that same kind of response. Yeah. Where it's like, what are you doing here, man? Like, you're not supposed, this, this is, I don't want to be here. Like, I have to be here. And you look a little too heavy set to really. I mean, you're going to be a slow moving target, my yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> what did you did you buy? What what would you buy from him? I what, wanna, was, what was the first thing that you? Bought? Oh, I can't remember. There, there's oh, a, there, come on. They, there's a number of things that they, he has in his inventory, and really, I kind of dig this new approach because you can tell they're a lot more liberal with the amount of bullets you come across, the amount of weapons that you can get, and typically. The older Resident Evil games, as you know, bullets are sparse. Like you, know, you almost try and avoid as many zombies as you can until you meet like kind of the mini bosses or the main bosses, just simply because bullets are just really not. They don't run a plenty, so to speak. Well, they don't run a plenty with the later games. I mean, and and the other games, they you you did get plenty. Mm. They they make you run away from the zombies now, like when they made, remade Resident Evil Two. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, I guess in the first game, um, you would always kind of run away to save some, some bullets, but it was definitely a thing Mm. in two. Uh, I mean, I remember Resident Evil one, I could run away from the zombies, but I, I had play, I took out the tyrant with the pistol. You're kidding. I am not kidding because I had like 118 rounds. I just kept on running around and pow, 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 pew, 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 pew. Oh, wow. I'm like, cool. That was it. Yeah. Cut her me impressed. Yeah, you doing? Huh? <laughs> anyway, though, I do like how there is part of that. You know, you, you have a safe room that you can run into, and you're like, <gasps> you can't cut, you can't get me in here. <gasps> yeah, this you, room's got a typewriter. You can't come in here. It was. I think that is the funniest <laughs> thing. We're like. <laughs> it's such a tradition now for Resident Evil titles to have these safe rooms. But I mean, like, like give you an idea. I had at one point one of the daughters and Lady Dimitrisu chasing me, like was right behind me. I had like flies like in my peripherals and stuff. I made it in that room and I was safe. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I'm safe. But at the same time, that wouldn't ha- like they would totally come in and be like, oh, you think you're safe in here? <laughs> One of the game mechanics that I noticed that Capcom likes to use when it comes to Resident Evil is the whole cat and mouse right. game mechanic. And that didn't always exist in every single Resident Evil game. I think it began with Nemesis, right? Like when you had 
that one huge creature that was, you know, he's stalking you. Yeah. He, right. Like, and, and there were different kinds. Like there was that one where like he, he constantly said stars, stars. That was in the third one. That was in the third one. Yeah. And then you had this stars. You had this other one where he, like, like for instance, in the resident evil two remake, he was kind of more of a Dick Tracy villain looking dude. And I don't know if he was meant to be the, the same type of character as what you were running away from in Resident Evil three, or if they were different characters entirely. But anyway, like, like there is this kind of like, Oh, there's the, the, the one character that can't be killed. I tested it with lady Dimitri Sue and I died. <laughs> like I had my shotgun. I had like, 11 shotgun shells. And I even had her, I was battling her outside. Little tip. Uh, if you go out into the courtyard, uh, apparently there's not enough sunlight or something because she's totally okay following you outside. And I did my best to try and take her out. I stunned her a little bit. And that's about it. And then she had her way with me and I was no more. Russ. Yes. I would have known that because when you leave that burning house in the beginning, mm-hmm. You see her kill some dude in the weed section. Right. And that's in the perfect sunlight. I mean, it wasn't like a blue text. It was kind of a sunshiny day. But, I mean, she's... <laughs> um, but, I mean, she's outside. He <laughs> 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 looks like God's got a little vampire problem out here, right? Lady looks corn-fed. <laughs> You just got to get yourself a pickup truck. That fix all your ails. <laughs> <laughs> you got yourself a locked door? Well, let's hook it up to the hemi and see what happens. <laughs> anyway. No, let's keep on going with that. Oh, okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, but anyway, when it goes back to the whole cat and mouse yeah, game, yeah, yeah, right, it right, right. is a lot of fun with her because she is so different than the typical characters that we've had in the past, which are... I mean, let's be honest. They're grotesque. They're scary. Everything else. She's actually beautiful. She's she has a really pretty face. She's freaking huge. She's like ten feet tall or something. So you're like, oh my goodness. And it, she's kind of pasty white, kind of like she's dead. Yes, undead. <clears throat> but what I think is interesting though is it kind of got me thinking about when you're a kid and you're playing with your parents, like let's say for instance, you're like roughhousing with your dad and your dad starts to chase you around the house and you, you get kind of like worked up and you don't want him to catch you kind of thing. That's literally what this game mechanic is, which is really funny because here I am, I'm a grown man. I'm playing this game and I have a kid myself, but it's so funny because due to the fact that she is so big it reverts to me almost feeling like a kid, even though my character, Ethan Winters, is a full-grown full man. So, like, to give you an idea, you'll come across her bathroom, and you'll see her tub. That thing is huge! <laughs> and it's, so it dwarfs you in size. You're just like... Jealous! Why do I subconsciously feel like a kid? It's the weirdest thing. But anyway, um, it is a lot of fun to be able to go through. And... Um, like I said, I, I'm trying to be mindful of, of not giving any spoilers sure. for you. But to give you an idea, I have been able to figure out how to take out some of the sisters. I won't tell you how to do that because Thank you haven't you. come across that yet. Yeah. And I'm still trying to throw her to take them out. Yeah. yeah. Take out all those little flies that make her up. I'm telling you. Well, and it's the way it works, the way you take them out is a little different. Oh, yeah. I will tell you this. Every book you come across, read it. It might give you a tip or two. That would require me to know how to read. That's true. You like books with pictures. Like, ooh, step by step. Luckily, okay. there actually are pictures in addition to the words. So you're fine. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> well, so let's talk about the graphics. Okay. This has been... Uh, kind of a no-brainer in the sense that we were already playing through the demo, which, by the way, if you haven't watched it, we have it on our YouTube channel. It is a lot of fun watching Steve go through the, the maiden. demo. Yes, The Maiden, um, which is, man, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. I re-watched it before the show, and uh, I was chuckling at <laughs> just <laughs> how intense everything got, which was, yeah, it was great. You have to kind of get past the beginning part because I kind of got lost. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, there, there was, was like a couple minutes there where you're, minutes yeah, you're like a little confused. wandering around. 
But anyhow, so yeah, the graphics, Russ. Um, yeah, I'm going to resort to you on that because, um, well, the graph. I mean, so on my system, I mean, you can definitely tell there's an improvement. There's not like a, a huge improvement from like Resident Evil 2, for example. That looks pretty much the same as what this looks like. Almost. And Resident Evil 2 Remake was a looker. I mean, it, it still was, looked good, yeah, yeah, for next gen. But um, anyhow, it didn't look <laughs> nearly as well as the PlayStation 5 demo of the mm. game. And especially when I came over here and you're like, oh, well, look at the ray tracing. I'm like, oh, jelly again. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so I think, I mean, depending on when my Xbox arrives, I... Um, I will have to play the game in uh, New Game Plus to actually appreciate all that Capcom has to offer. Well, and the game is so good. Like, I imagine you'd have a blast just replaying through regardless. Of course. It is worth noting that tonight before we started doing the recording of the podcast, I had just found out that there was a setting in the options I forgot to actually click to turn on the ray tracing. So to give you an idea of how impressive I feel the graphics are in this game... Up until this point, I have been playing the game with ray tracing off. Mm. Not to mention my uh, brightness settings were down really low, so like I wasn't able to see all the detail. So we got everything calibrated. We got the ray tracing on, and, and I just, you know, just for a minute or two, looked around at a couple of the rooms I had already gone through quite a few times. And now I'm even more impressed as to the sheer amount of detail. I mean, it, right. it is impressive the, the amount of detail they have put in the interiors, the architecture, the decorations, the lighting, the way things reflect, everything. And we knew that going into the, the demo. Like, we were playing the demo. We're like, man, this looks really good. Yeah. Playing the game now and seeing much more of what the game has to offer, it, it's, it's a stunning game. Yeah. I mean, this was the game. This was on my most anticipated list. And this is the game that said that, that I'm getting the system for. Um, because the system's been out for a while. I didn't pre-order it because I wasn't really excited about anything as much as you were. But when Resident Evil Village was coming out, I thought, yep, that's what I'm going to get the system for. But it not, hadn't arrived yet. <laughs> <laughs> someday. Uh, someday. You're going to wake up and it's going to be under your pillow. You're going to be like, yeah. oh. Like, oh, what's this creak in my neck? Yeah. <gasps> Xbox You'll Series play it like X. this for a day. Yeah. Your neck, you're cricking your neck. It's just hey. going to be like, yeah. Anybody want to stream? <laughs> yeah, join me. <laughs> um, one of the other things that's worth mentioning too is, um, just as a side note, those daughters will freak you out because they just appear out of nowhere. Like you kind of got a taste of that when you were playing the demo that happens everywhere. Like you'll be going out and you're like, doo, 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 doo. and then suddenly they, I mean, they appear right in front of you. You're just like, Aah! you're like, you're having to run again and you're trying to, you, you totally get disoriented because then you're surrounded by the swarm of deadly insects and stuff. Oh, that's another thing too, by the way. Oh, what, thanks. Uh, this is like a little minor spoiler going back to the, uh, the hands, you know, Ethan's hands. There's a, time where like one of those uh, sisters or daughters is like <laughs> technically either one is correct um <laughs> they get too close to you and then all of a sudden like some of those bugs like get make their way into your hands and then they come back out oh i mean i mean i feel so bad for ethan's hands and i feel as i think the gaming community as a whole who've played this game feel the same exact way they're just like my goodness the poor man's hands well i wonder if they're going to like it's gonna be terrible but i wonder if his hand if he's actually gonna lose his hands and then, like, they're going to give him, like, some cybernetic hands or something. I know that's kind of far-fetched. Cybernetic? But, no, but seriously, so the game has main characters that keep reappearing. Jill Valentine, Claire, Chris, Leon, whatever. And so they keep on, like, being referenced or they are, you are them again in the game. And so Ethan, yes, you are Ethan again, but I have no clue what Ethan looks like. We've seen iterations of all the other characters when they've matured or they become like stronger or, you know, from a police uniform to a trench coat sure. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know what Ethan looks like. All we see is like his hands and like, you know, he's he's shooting something or, or, or has a knife or whatever. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, like something has to happen with his hands. He ain't going to no be going idea. fingers back. So they're going to have to 
probably gonna be a sequence at the end where they, you know, he gets operated on or they're something else. The number of things that you know. witness with the with Ethan's hands. I mean, it, it literally Kim Fluid apparently fixes all ailments. It's it's amazing like what you're able to go through and uh <laughs> no way in real life that would happen, but uh, one of the other things I thought was very much worthy of mention is the soundtrack. I don't know how much you've been paying attention to the music. You probably haven't played enough to really hear a lot of the the different types of, of drones or kind of stingers that they well, have in there. It is droning. I will say that. I mean, there's there's always like this constant eerie um, music. It's not melodic at all. I mean, it's almost it get it does become melodic later on. Hmm. And there are different types of themes, which, I mean, you, you'll totally recognize. Like, for instance, um, when Lady Dimitrisu is is hunting you, essentially, it, you know, the closer she gets to you, then her song starts to kind of get louder. Yeah. And so, and, and she has kind of like the heavy footsteps in a way. Get off my foot. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm just trying to get comfortable over here. Playing footsie with me How again. You I like it. Well, I think we've reached a, a good stopping point with this. Sure. What are some of your concluding thoughts in terms of your impressions of the game? No, I, I think this is a, the proper way for Resident Evil to go. This is if they were going to continue this series, this is the step they would have had to to have made because there are there's only amount of survival horror that you can do where it, it's going to not feel so survival horrorish right. in a way. I mean, you already experienced it once, you've experienced it twice, you experienced it three times. I mean, how many more times? It's going to get more and more stale. So you have to throw in new elements, and in a way, I mean. There are similar elements, like you have to find medallions and you have to like, everywhere they go, like, why am I always having to place stuff in walls and find certain cranks and you know what? <laughs> Everybody can't live like this. So uh, that's part of the charm <laughs> though, right? It's like, it's so Resident Evil that I think everybody just, not only do they expect it, but they forgive it too. It's like, hey, yeah, I mean, it's Resident Evil. Like any other game would be like, oh, why are we doing this? But because it's Resident <laughs> Evil, it gets a pass. So anyhow, I mean, so yeah, that that's to kind of be expected. But um, but anyhow, if they didn't take this turn, I don't think I would be as excited. The graphics would have still looked phenomenal. So it would, it, I think it would still get a playthrough from me. But the fact that we're in this you know crazy looking village and we're not dealing with zombies anymore, and it's it's first person and it it looks different. And it looks beautiful. Um, I'm just absolutely tickled. I I have heard that it is a pretty short game, though. I wondered if that was the case, just simply because one of the people who I really enjoy watching uh, play games, his name is Fighting Cowboy. I think he he lives in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. But I have a lot of fun <laughs> watching his YouTube channel, and he's really good about numbering like, cause he'll do a, a complete playthrough from sure. beginning to end and he'll number them so people can easily find it in the playlist. And typically speaking, most games he'll play have, I would say between 30 to 50 videos in that playlist. Like, like Sekiro, for instance, I think had at least 40, if not 45 or maybe even 50. I can't remember exactly. Resident Evil Village has five. Oh, so, oh my god! I mean, like, so it, it is going to be pretty short. Um, but having said that, though, I do think, like, for me, I've already put in about three to four hours. So, and I know for a fact that there's way more to do because of all the different characters I have yet to come across and see. So, um, for me, the first impression, I'm having a blast. I think it is a lot of fun. I'm so happy that this game is is everything the demo was and more. Um, I feel as though this is kind of like, like the first official foray into what we've been hoping to see with a next-gen game. Even though a lot of the, the gameplay mechanics are kind of more of the tried-and-true Resident Evil-style experience, I still really appreciate the, the graphics fidelity, the soundtrack, the music, all, all of the, the, the ambiance and... and um, 
the atmosphere overall. And I'm glad that, that the, like I said earlier, the setting itself is really refreshing to, to have, which is interesting because the, the game takes place in like current present day modern world kind of thing. And then he finds himself in this kind of like throwback, like, like even though he's still in the present, it's like this area of geography is stuck back in like the old period days. And it kind of reminded me of, um, I think M night had a, uh, a movie called village. The village right? Yeah. And so there were, I think there were kind of some, some parallels there in terms of, um, you know, you have this, this village that has, um, consciously cut itself off from the outside world. And so as a result, it's like, man, like you're really living, like you're back in the twenties or thirties or something. So that's really interesting. I can't wait to see what other kind of thrills and, uh, scary moments there are and stuff in the game. And, um, I think I'll, I'll leave it there. Did you have any other final words or is that's that it? it right? Well, that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm. You'll gain exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it helps us continue doing what we love to do. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We will survive to see you another day next week.